A woman in distress finds a possible new future on another planet. A man going to the local store encounters a faceless person. And a little girl finds an entity with caverns for eyes. This week on Strange Pathways. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Strange Pathways. I am your host, Scott Mort. First off, my apologies. Uh, it is that time of the year here in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Thunder in the Valley. You are going to hear motorcycles. You are going to hear lawnmowers. You are going to quite possibly hear the whoops and hollers of hundreds of drunk individuals. I... Uh, I do not have access to a studio, and quite th- frankly, things have gotten so loud in this town. There goes a motorcycle now. Things have gotten so loud in this town that I would need 14-foot walls to even begin to block the sound. On the other hand, thank you so much for the incredible outpouring of care and love and support uh, that you have given my little furball, Alex. Alex is a diluted calico cat that is sharing my house with me. And if you heard last week's episode, you know she was not doing well. We took her to the vet, and of course you're always worried, oh, it's going to be a tumor, it's going to be a stroke. Thankfully, what we were dealing with was, as many of you guessed, a bad tooth. The tooth was extracted and she is doing just fine. So Alex is acting like a brand new kitty. She's very happy, very healthy. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for just putting good vibes out there for her. Now on to the show. Before we start this tale, this tale is going to have some triggers on it, so that be be it known up front. There are talks of alcoholism, of suicide, so please be aware of that before you listen. We're going back to 1998, Kiev, Ukraine. Now there's this there's this Ukrainian woman. Allah. Allah is in her bed and she is not doing well. Those dark thoughts, I've been there. I'm sure a lot of you have been there as well. Those dark thoughts are kind of taking hold. She doesn't see a future for herself. Her husband is an alcoholic. All three of her children are alcoholics. There's, there's nothing she can do about it. I've, I've learned long ago, and I'm sure Allah has learned by this point as well, the only, the only actions that you can control are your own. Other people have to do it for themselves. That night though, Allah doesn't see a way out of it, and she decides that she's going to commit suicide. 
right as that decision becomes a concrete inevitability in her mind, there is a knock at the door. The only thing that all I can ask is, who's there? It, it's it's late. And then she doesn't open the door, but these two strange entities appear in the room. These these entities, they've got the basic humanoid appearance. They're arms, legs, head, but Allah really begins to focus in on the hands. Their hands are the least human part of them. Black, claw-like hands with hideous long nails. But these entities, they knew exactly what was going on. They were very polite, but they were very firm. And they looked at all and said, don't do what you're planning. It's better that you come with us. Allah has a ton of questions. Where? Why am I coming with you? Who are you? And that's whenever these humanoids explained they they lived on a planet where the beings were able to shift their shapes. They can change change their shape and their density at will. So not only can they can they take the form of what seems to be human, but they can make themselves light as a feather or as heavy as a boulder. And they tell her it is difficult for those beings to perform physical tasks. And that's why at times we ask humans for help. They go on to tell Allah that their species lacks females and they're having trouble continuing their species. It wasn't that the, the females were completely missing. It was they lacked them. It was difficult for their women to give birth to live young. And it was for the, these reasons that they would invite earth women to their planet. At this point, all is thinking to yourself, this is, this is her way out. I can go. I can, I can go with these entities. I can leave my husband, leave my children behind. I mean, let's face it. It really is the dream, isn't it? To be able to remove yourself from a broken situation completely without committing suicide. One might say it's the ultimate act of rebellion. At, at this point, Alla stands up. She goes over to put her shoes on. And these entities go, you don't even need shoes. Her next memory 
She's on board a spacecraft in a large room. She sees three compartments on board. In one of these compartments, she notices about 20 human men. And all of them are different ages. The second compartment, completely empty. And in the third, two grown human women talking to each other. One of them was saying to the other, I can't understand if I'm still in this world or if I've died and gone to heaven. Allah wondered, because these, these were grown women. These were, these were women that were kind of on the elderly side. And she asked the aliens, why do you need elderly women? The door opens. The aliens appeared. They're with a younger human woman. And she says, hello. One of the men goes, here is one more prisoner. And moments later, the young woman explained to Allah that she had met these entities as she left a dance hall, at which time they proposed sex to her. The woman was, was shocked, but she, she ended up agreeing. This woman's life, she told Allah, was filled with, with marriage problems, family problems. So these, these entities, they end up performing medical checks on both women. They perform IQ tests that they, they even go so far as seeing how well the women are able to remember chemical formulas. These entities were speaking to their captives in their native tongue, Russian, Ukrainian, what have you, but but whenever they spoke to each other, it was this kind of odd sing-song language. Allah, sadly, did not pass any of the tests given to her by the aliens. She was returned back to her home. The other female, taken from out the outside of the dance hall, she got to stay. Now, while speaking to the elderly women on board the spacecraft, Allah did notice five small globe-shaped spheres. These spheres, they looked like ball of lightning, and they behaved as if they themselves were intelligent beings. They would position themselves in a row. And then the other, the other aliens would tell the, these globe-shaped spheres something. This, this alien commander, from what all I could understand, the alien commander looked at these glowing spheres and said, my dear, you have returned. Well, go to your place. Six small containers on the control panel, they, they kind of looked like wine glasses, appeared. And these spheres placed themselves 
inside of those containers and then changed their shape into the shape of a mushroom. What happens to Allah? How her life plays out after this, I don't know. She obviously decided to go on, at least for a while, and for that I am thankful. But it was a it's it's a bizarre one. The hybrid theme which we've seen time and time and time again is brought up here. We need females to carry our children. We need females to mate with. And it is a myriad of excuses over a myriad of encounters where it's our, our planet is dying. Our race can no longer reproduce. And I have to wonder what is, what is the truth? Is, is their race dying? Is, is reproduction a lost biological activity within most of the universe? Or is this just another way to induce trauma? These beings, these entities, they really do seem to thrive on trauma and fear. And so one would say they would be attracted to it. And what greater trauma is there? than the thought that perhaps you need to take your own life to go on. Our next tale takes us all the way back to October of 2016, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. The the witness is a resident of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. They've decided to go by the name M.A. M.A. has decided that he's going to walk to his local Dollar General store. There's the damn motorcycles again. I really despise this time of year in Johnstown. So, Phoenixville, it's west of Philadelphia. M.A. is getting ready to cross the street and he notices something that's pretty out of place. It's an old Crown Victoria or at least it's something pretending to be an old Crown Victoria parked at the side of the Dollar General store. It's, its interior lights are on, and it just seems so very, very out of place. As M.A. walks closer and closer and closer to this car, 
He notices someone sitting in the driver's seat. They have on sunglasses. He can't see their eyes. He does notice the person has long black hair. As M.A. keeps walking, he positions himself so that he gets a little closer to this black car. And as he gets closer, M.A. notices the person's face is white. Now, not just Caucasian white, but white. Like chalk white, snow white, milk white. This person is just looking straight ahead, not even looking around. They are moving just a little bit. So M.A. knows it's not a mannequin. But M.A. sees no mouth, no nose, no facial hair. It's just smooth white. M.A. can't tell if they have ears or not because of the long black hair. He can't tell if they have eyes because of the sunglasses. They're just sitting there beside the Dollar General parked. The car's interior light is on. It's as if the expressionless man, the the blank, wants to be seen. Once again, like I said, it's as if these entities feed on trauma. Not many people are out. It was night. But it's, it's almost seemed like it's planned that way. That they knew M.A. was going to be there. And this was meant just for him. M.A. is scared. M.A. is creeped out. But he goes into the Dollar General. When M.A. comes out of the Dollar General, he goes home by walking all the way around the block so that he doesn't have to pass that black car. And even M.A. says he, he's, he, it didn't feel like a person. It felt like a being. And once again, M.A.'s never told anyone this. And why? Because he doesn't want people to think he's insane. This makes me think of the old men in black cases where they'll look and it's almost as if the features are false features. I keep thinking of the lipstick that certain men in black use. They have no lips to speak of, but they'll take lipstick and kind of draw lips around what they use as a mouth. Is that what M.A. saw? Did M.A. see a man in black without all the makeup? Or was this as M.A. 
kind of thinks, something that he was meant to see, something that was placed there for him, perhaps to see how he would react, perhaps to feed off an energy he would give off. tale takes us back to the afternoon of June 1914, Spike Island, Cork Harbor, Ireland. Eileen is just six years old, and she's walking along a path located next to the sea. She has her eyes mostly on the ground. She's just kind of absorbed in her day-to-day life, probably thinking a lot of six-year-old thoughts. She looks up. She's about 15 feet away from the wall of a local doctor's house and looks up. There's an odd entity looking over the harbor to cop. She walks a few more steps closer and then she realizes that it's not quite human. And then it sinks in that this isn't human at all. Eileen becomes rooted to the very spot with fear. She's only about 10 steps away. And she can see this entity very, very clearly. It's It has to be really tall. Because she can almost see it to the waist. And the wall that this creature is looking over is five feet high. So we're talking about an entity that's probably nine, ten feet tall. Like a lot of the other entities that we talk about, it's basically humanoid in shape. Hands, feet, arms, legs, head, torso. Well, maybe not the hands. Eileen never saw the hands. They're they're behind the wall. This entire creature is one collar. A sort of glistening yellow, sickly collar. But it's eyes. The eyes are not eyes at all. They are two dark caverns now this wall is parallel to the road it's on Eileen's left and this entity is looking past her it's actually looking across the little road and straight out to Cobb the neighboring town Eileen's terrified She's so terrified, she cannot move. But then, but then, it begins to turn its head very slowly. It's turning its head to look at her. And at this point, 
Eileen hears a disembodied voice in her ear. And this voice tells her, if it looks straight at you, Eileen, you will die. That fear finally, finally turns to flight. Somehow, Eileen breaks free of the paralysis, turns, and runs. She runs all the way to a nearby cottage, just about 50 feet away. The owner of that cottage, Mrs. Riley, she takes Eileen in. Eileen's next memory is Mrs. Riley sponging her face with water, asking her if she's okay as Eileen just full body shakes of terror and awe. She tells Mrs. Riley, I, I saw a monster. I saw a monster in the doctor's garden. And then Mrs. Riley, the, Mrs. Riley says something very, very odd. Mrs. Riley tells Eileen, you're not the first to see it. And you won't be the last. Thank you for joining us once again here on Strange Pathways. I know we dealt with some triggering heavy issues this episode. If if you are in a mental health crisis and you need to speak to someone, please call 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Remember, that is 988. It's okay to call that number. It's okay to share your feelings to get it out. I, I've had a few friends. I've had a few friends who have committed suicide. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that pain, suicide does not end the pain. It just magnifies it and spreads it out to the ones that you love the most. So please, if not for yourself, for those you love, 988. Get the help you need. You are deserving. And if you are having mental health trouble dealing with a paranormal incident, please reach out to the PRUS network at www.opusnetwork.org. That is O-P-U-S-network.org. Our Twitter is Pathways Strange. TikTok and Instagram, Strange Pathways Podcast. Facebook. Head on over to there. Once again, not a lot of images today because quite honestly, not a lot of images to go along with the stories that we talked about. If you'd like to message me, you could email me at strangepathwaysmail at gmail.com. Once again, huge thank you to everyone who emailed me, wishing me good luck and good health to Alex the cat. She's doing so, so very well. Head over to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. The numbers, they just keep getting higher, and it does my heart good. Thank you once again for joining us here on Strange Pathways. Take care of yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm.